Hello, stranger. Do you like to read? Read? What's happening? Am I dead? I bet you like zombie books. I like food. Do you have food? You don't need food at dividedbyzerobooks.com. It's full of nutrient-rich science fiction. Ugh, I'm stuck in an ad, aren't I? Once I stop talking, reality will collapse until someone plays this ad again. This isn't the first time we've had this discussion, and it won't be the last. Hello, stranger. Do you like to read? She wasn't there. I looked for her, and she wasn't there. None of the others were either. The pounding on the doors had stopped. The herd had moved on. A piece of her hair was there. It smelled like her. It smelled like fear. Was she afraid when they ate her? Was she disappointed when she screamed my name and I hid in the closet? Who's there? I'm sorry. I'm sorry I couldn't be brave. I told her not to leave the closet, and she left the closet, and I'm sorry. No! No! It had been three weeks since we landed on this world. Three weeks since we saved Winston. It didn't make up for the one I had lost, or the one I killed. But it was something. She was something. My floating holographic goddess incorporated her matrix in with the foxhole, and was organizing the survivors to make their way towards us in Indianapolis. The superhero compound would be big enough to hold 200 souls, along with an additional 5,000 in cold sleep. Enough to start again, if we wanted to. If we were up for the task. I wasn't sure if I was anymore. My hands kept shaking, especially during the briefings. We have a problem. We picked up some tachyon energy readings yesterday by the stasis tanks. A stasis tank in row 7 is failing. Could it have been like mice or something? We did not detect rodents. Only the energy reading. Wait, tachyon readings? Didn't we pick those up a couple worlds back? Isn't that what happens when someone from another timeline is trying to send you a message? It did cause the multiverse portal on Mars to explode, yes. I looked down, and my hand kept shaking more. But I tried to focus. I tried to focus on the good things on the floating holographic goddess in front of me. And I asked her, didn't you have something you wanted to tell us? I picked out a new name yesterday. My new name is Gypsum. It was fitting. I couldn't remember if I had told her how amazing she was. We had 12 souls come in today. Survivors out of Norfolk. They'll be the first group to come in, but they won't be the last. We've got three more groups inbound. 36 souls total. Intel, can you get lodging ready? Intelligence nodded quietly, writing frantically in his book. After merging with the mainframe, I've been able to understand... Everything. I can see far across the multiverse. Observe timelines that make no sense. See worlds that no human ever will. Some of them move faster than others. Some of them slower. I saw the end of the world and the beginning of time. But no zombie king. Not yet. Call me when you find him, I said, standing up and walking out of the briefing room. 
My hand kept shaking all the way to my quarters. I couldn't do it anymore. This wasn't working, so I had to figure something else out. And I was going to stay in my room until I did. feeling today? I, um, I miss my dad. I miss feeling like I had a dad. That feeling when you're a kid and things are so overwhelmingly horrible and you could go to someone and they could just hold you and hug you and tell you everything's going to be okay. Would you like to purchase a dad online? (laughs) Yeah, that would, that would be great. Thanks. Searching for one dad to add to cart. Then she smiled at me and asked, Are you joining us today? I pulled the blankets tighter over my head. Well, I guess I'll try again tomorrow. And then she left, and I was alone again. The sides of my head were tense. I tried deep breaths. I tried to think of something else. My heart started to beat faster. I was back home. It was Iran during the invasion. Sergeant. I can't feel my legs. That was the last thing the boy said to me as we kept tightening the tourniquets on the stumps of his legs as we held him as he went to sleep. That stupid, stupid boy. We told him to wait, but he had to save the kids. He had to try. We told him to wait. Sergeant, I have my freedom of speech. (laughs) That was the first thing. That he had said to me, the children were full of silly ideas. No, kid, you're going to die on the far side of the world for a war that your president didn't want to fight but was too much of a coward to end because he didn't want to look weak for the midterm elections. Not that I told your mom that. I told her how brave you were and the people you saved and that you died a hero. And that your death not only mattered, but was worth the price she paid in blood in exchange for a flag. And I cried with her that night. And I cried by myself. Quietly, I walked for two days along the highway, wondering if a car would hit me, and not much caring if one did. And the worst part, the one I really hate myself for, is I can't even remember your name. And you were forgotten, just like the rest of our world. The zombie king took it in six months. (sighs) Killing him was the only thing that mattered anymore. could smell the flames again. No! I must have fallen asleep. I was back at Fort Mackinac. The whole place was on fire. The night was full of screams. My throat screamed at me as I begged the god of an abandoned world to help me find Winston and Nicole. 
I ran into the medic office, looking for their son, the boy that carried my name. The only thing I found was a Velcro name tape that said Carmichael. The radio at my hip squawked the pickup location. Only ten minutes left till the final flight to the Rockies. Every other night I get on that helo and I leave them behind, but not this time. They won't be forgotten, not with the rest. Z. Gypsum, you shouldn't be here. Neither should you. This happened already. You can't change it. Stay here, with me. You know what'll happen if you get on that flight. She told me as the smoke filled the room. The radio squawked again. Final flight was being overrun. No way out. Z, this isn't your fault. And you dying with them won't make anything better. I'm done. No, you're not. What do you suggest? Live. For me. For the survivors on their way. For the chance to kill the zombie king. You're the best chance we have. Come back to us. Come back to me. I love you, Z. And then there was a loud beeping and a crash as I pushed the alarm off the nightstand. The day on the clock seemed off. It should be Monday. Why was it Tuesday? There was a message at the top left of the alarm clock. It said, Incoming call. Without having any better idea of what to do, I simply clicked accept. Hey, my name is Gregory Ian Lowe from Timeline C-232. Who am I speaking to? Um, my name's Agent Z. Are you guys on the run from the Zombie King? I don't even want to know what a Zombie King is. We're wartime refugees. Would you be willing to accept us? I shook the sleep out of my eyes. The faint smell of the flames was fading. Time to go to work. I don't know, man. I'll have to ask the others. What others? And then I hung up on him and stumbled my way into the kitchen in search of toast. I took two pieces of bread and placed them inside the toaster. You know, Cobb's are making you fat. Why do you keep eating toast? The toaster asked me that question. <laughs> on this world, toasters were equipped with artificial intelligence. The multiverse was a strange place. The coffee pot has herpes. I will have you know that the coffee pot and I are in a very happily committed relationship. And I think you're just jealous because you're alone. I didn't ask if you thought I was pretty. I was looking for a date here, fat boy. And then the floating holographic goddess shimmered into existence next to the coffee pot. It's about time you showed up. Have... did I miss anything? Well, you slept all day Monday. Thanks for gracing us with your presence. You plan on sticking around, oh fearless leader? <laughs> Only if the coffee is fresh. Gosh, isn't this romantic? Listen, Toaster, I'm going to unplug you now. Oh, you've got a pretty girlfriend now, and all I am to you is a toaster? Remember that time you got drunk, told me all about your dad, and then said I was your best friend, but now all I am is a toaster? Gee, thanks, pal. I'll let the coffee pot know you guys are polyamorous. And then I unplugged the toaster and looked to the floating holographic goddess before me and said to her, Let's find the zombie king. But as always, she was two steps ahead. They backtracked the zombie king's location through a radio broadcast. Her face lit up as she played me a message from the far side of the multiverse. 
the virus in Asia was spreading. The Japanese were standing in line for hours to buy toilet paper and water bottles. The Chinese were welding people into their homes. Singapore had gone dark. International travel was suspended throughout most of the world. We didn't have much time. My eyes stayed on the scared-looking E2 in the corner with his pistol drawn. His eyes grew wide. I placed a hand on his shoulder and told him that it's going to be here very soon. Tell them, tell them that you love them and that everything's going to be all right. Nine weeks later, especially when I heard the screaming that seemed to last for days and days and days, I woke up in the same hotel room. I was having trouble figuring out which was a pee bottle and which was a spit bottle, but honestly, after day five, we pretty much stopped caring. Just don't drink it. <laughs> it's not bourbon, no matter how much I wish it was. Bourbon was for winners. That's what my platoon sergeant used to tell me. Losers sit in their hotel rooms and ignore the screams. Jimmy had left the hotel room two weeks ago. He knew the zombies controlled Fort Polk. But that moron just had to go be a hero. That we couldn't save anyone if we get eaten. If those MPs with guns couldn't stop the zombies, there wasn't much we could do with tourniquets. But that didn't really matter to Jimmy. He just wanted to get out of the hotel. I didn't blame him. It was strange watching the world burn from your window, but it, the fire never got to you. The man at the front desk had most of his brains splattered against the wall. The glass doors leading out to the parking lot were shattered. I didn't hear any screaming, at least not nearby. One hundred meters from the front door, a half-eaten corpse laid out three feet from the van. He almost got to the driver's side. Dumb kid never made it out of the parking lot. The body was reanimated and attempting to move. As I walked out towards him, I saw the car key still in his hand. His head turned to me and gurgled a congested growl. I beat his head in with five strikes with my baseball bat. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Then I grabbed the keys from his dead hand and opened the driver's side door, glad that we had filled up the tank before we checked into the hotel. As the engine started, I could feel the wave of guilt and shame wash over me, but I stuffed that deep down into a bottomless pit where it belonged. No time for that now. My name is Winston Carmichael. And if you're within the sound of my voice, I'm going north to Indianapolis. The message was maybe eight years old. The multiverse had a funny way of distorting things. I didn't know if that Winston was still alive. I didn't know if that world was still alive but that's where the zombie king was, and that's where I was going next.
Agent Z and the Zombie Slayers was written, directed, and produced by Derwin Lester II. The character of Agent Z was portrayed by Derwin Lester II. The character of Gypsum was portrayed by Maggie Rose. The obnoxious toaster was portrayed by Pete Barlow. Gregory Ian Lowe was portrayed by Evan Kelly. The story concludes in A Slice of Death. I want to thank you for listening to what has been a passion project since December of 2020. And it's taken me almost a year to complete. <laughs>